Light one up, light one up, light one up for the cannabis culture. Hello and welcome to the To Be Completely Blunt podcast. We are your hosts. I am Stephanie. I'm Rick. In today's episode, we chat with Mendo Dope. They are a band from California who make music dedicated all to cannabis, and they also have their own cannabis farm. We chat with Daniel, who goes by Old E, and Brian, who goes by Bleezy. They have a lot of knowledge on growing and their ability to create music one song after another is pretty impressive. Uh, these guys have a lot to offer with the message they put out to the public and with their products as well. So let's get at it. Hope you enjoy this episode with Mendo Dope. We got Old E and Bleezy here from Mendo Dope with us today. What's going on, guys? What up, y'all? <laughs> this is really exciting to talk to you guys. I know Rick's been trying to plan this one for a while, so thank you so much for you know, being able to chat with us today. We're really pumped about it. We're happy to make it happen. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. First yeah. one up here, too. Yeah, it's, it's 2023, so it's time to <laughs> the next level. I was like, we starting fresh with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So can you just tell us a little bit about how you guys got your start? Did it begin with um, the cannabis or the, or the music, or was it just kind of like a combination of both at the time? It's a big combination, that's for sure. Like, okay. um, kind of... You know, out here in Mendo, we grew up uh, uh, around a lot of OG farmers that we were, when we were kids growing up, we got to go out and do trimming at farms and kind of see plants for our first time and start dabbling into the game. And uh, I was kind of doing some little bit of music back in high school, freestyles, fucking around with the homies. And uh, and we just kind of always were into weed, always smoked it a lot, started getting into growing, had a couple small plants in our backyard and uh, everything just started really evolving and combining from that point on it was weed and music were right there hand in hand and it evolved into you know over these last years now of recording music in the garden really taking it to the next level of growing plants to be our studio and like just trying to really infuse our our music with the cannabis as much as possible and just really um bring our roots together like so savagely like something new you know new strain of music that's what we've been pushing for yeah. a long time <laughs> that's awesome yeah and rick was telling me me about that so how did you did you guys start your recording initially in the farms or were you doing it somewhere else and then we're like hey we should try it around these plants <laughs> yeah we recorded you know we had bedroom studios for a long time and then we would okay. go to professional studios here and there um so then is the it was just yeah it just kind of came to us where we're like we should just like we had this archway that was our uh, at our grandpa's house is this old archway and it looked just perfect to set next to the plant and try to interweave the plant around it and then it was just like came to us about doing making it into the booth and then doing one song mm -hmm. and then we recorded that one song was, uh, the follow me song was the first one we recorded and after we recorded it and i mixed it it sounded so good we're like oh my god this is it's not even like bad or anything like so we started just going crazy and say, let's just do a whole, like a bunch of songs. We make a lot of songs, our whole career making music. <clears throat> we've, uh, we have thousands of songs we made that aren't out. We just make songs part of our, like what we do in general, if we're not yeah. releasing or not. Badass. Yeah. Just letting uh, yeah. the creativity out all the time. Yeah. yeah. So I love that about you guys that, you know, you, you're just constantly on it. So, you know, when you say that you're, you're the culture you're not like of the culture you are you know you're the 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 breathing being of the existence of this this whole culture movement which i appreciate because i don't know how old you guys are i'm 42 so i think i got you by a little bit but <laughs> um, it's great to see that in the younger crowd because that means that this this plant continues to transcend its essence to every generation, no matter what the situation, yeah. the same message is spent and, and fought for generation after generation. Um, yep, and you yeah. guys are standing so well and really helping bring it out for a lot of people. I was really excited to have you uh, represent here in Michigan this year. And we look forward definitely to you next year as well, because the voice is heard here. Yeah, that's Hell really yeah. cool. It's, it's 
super cool to to just yeah you know it's not like we planned it at all even we've grown up in mendo it's kind of a lot easier for it to just randomly happen than a lot of other places it's gonna almost almost happen to everyone out here just they're gonna be in the week game of some sort but yeah it could turned into who we what we are we part of the plant now yeah and that's why we give respect to all the the ogs you know the legends the the ogs that were here doing this before us you know like you're saying we're that that younger generation from you and then we're trying to continually pass this knowledge on in this real true cannabis culture down to the next generation that's growing up behind us and we're just trying to leave this path like a clear path that everyone can see what we've been doing where we came from what are what we're trying to get to you know yeah yeah but you're hitting it right on the you're hitting it right on the head man you're you guys are hitting it out of the park so hell yeah thank (laughs) you brother and then to take it back to like the garden studio you know like not only did it sound so cool like recording in the garden but we had so much fun doing it like it you know over the years of being in the bedroom studios and then going to super dope studios like k lou's down in the bay area and recording on really top-notch gear you know like professional shit that you know cats that we grew up listening to e40 mac dre snoop dog cats like this that recorded at these kind of studios so going from our small stuff that's real underground independent style to big production studios but then to go record outside in the garden was like because that's what we do you know we're ganja farmers so being out there it was just like no i can't believe i can walk around my plant water and then come over here and bleezy's making a beat the keyboard's out in the garden it's like the mic's right here inside the plant it's like it was just such a, a dope uh, experience the vibe of it was so perfect where that's why we had to not only do one song but that turned into us recording four full albums over these last years you know outside Dang. fully in the garden it's just it's something special for sure that's yeah. impressive, especially to, I don't know, to have that sound. I'm really just like a big audio nerd in general. Uh, but I do, I produce music as well. What do you guys use for production? Like what program? Um, like uh, Pro Tools is what we would like record vocals and mix everything in. Okay. And then right I on. use uh, Reason and Logic for making the beats. Okay. Yeah. I use Logic a lot and I've used Pro Tools before. So I, I dig those. And them beats, sure. man, I don't get to talk to you enough, but them beats are <laughs> fucking awesome. It's, it's <laughs> so cool when he comes up. Cause you know, when you come up with something and then, and then oldie ha- has to like put lyrics to it, like that's gotta be so cool for you guys. It, it yeah. is. It's a, I wish like, I wish we <laughs> would record it more often when we're making songs sometimes because it's so trippy. Like just the other night, you know, we've been working on Planters of the Trees too, our, our next album, our big one. So like we're in the studio and we're like, oh, we should, let's just make something fresh. Since we're here together, let's not work on mixing something. Let's start fresh and see what happens. And <laughs> we like to do this and test ourselves sometimes. Like, I don't know, is it going to be cool? Are we going to make something? And then boom next thing you know like only like <laughs> two hours later we got this brand new song that he made this fresh beat i got all these <laughs> verses written i'm like how what the hell how did we just do that <laughs> yeah so is, is that usually how it goes one's the beat maker one's the lyric maker yeah 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 for sure that's oh, how it's been he's so always he's the beat master um, <laughs> he he's definitely has like even for this song that i'm talking about bleezy came up with a concept for it i like mm-hmm. to push brian sometimes and i'll be like what should we make this song about? You know, like what do you, what's what are you thinking? Like what do you want to hear me say? Or what should we do for the people? Like what kind of thing? And yeah, and it's funny because we were just so, so random, and I was I didn't have anything. I there's always ideas, but I haven't wrote any down recently. And then all of a sudden, as we're just sitting there getting ready to open up Reason and start making a beat, I was like, we should talk about all these trips we've been going on. How we fly, we smoke, and then we fly, and then we land, and we're in a new state where we get weed from all over the place, and we try weed from around the world, and it's like just. Mm-hmm full session and all everywhere we land and stuff so then he wrote the whole song it's like super quick it was crazy so that will be on the new album and it's like well i've been uh we have this album's gonna be a double disc album so we did uh our first one was half hip-hop and half reggae so i've been trying to make uh get more reggae beats to finish off the reggae album right now and reggae beats aren't all aren't as easy as uh as just hip-hop beats even though sometimes it seems more simple it's very live you need almost do need live instruments even to make it real mm-hmm. but uh so le- last night it's like i haven't made a reggae beat in a, in a little bit so it was like i was so glad that it worked out there, there was <laughs> one of the last times we tried i was it didn't end up working i had the my whole session was just called frustrating i didn't even <laughs> finish the beat i was just playing with stuff for hours and never made anything and yeah it's, it's definitely not always a success where it's like <laughs> oh wow we just made that happen <laughs> 
Right. Yeah. But, but it is very cool when we do that style of just like together, just starting from zero and just like, okay, let's build right now. Let's see what we make. Like, cause a lot of times yeah. Blizz will be making beats on his own and he'll send them to me and then I'll be like, Oh wow. I come up with an idea and I'll write on my own, but it's really mm -hmm. cool to be really when we do it from zero to a hundred together. It's, it's wild. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you guys are brothers, like legitimate brothers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, yep. just making sure it wasn't like brothers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so did that um was that like always a really good match for you two? Did you guys always get along really well, or have you had your struggles throughout the years? Because I mean, you're siblings, you know. So yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's uh it's pretty much we did have lots of different uh times where we weren't getting along all the all that much at all <laughs> growing up, especially and right. I don't know, like this would be like maybe sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth. 10th or some, somewhere in that little area we weren't super duper homies sounds like puberty <laughs> <laughs> that all time yeah was but then around that time also is when we started smoking so then after we really started getting heavy stoners and smoking all uh, everyday style we Bonded. yeah we didn't argue all that much <laughs> yeah it's it's really a beautiful plan it just brings people together <laughs> yeah yeah it definitely it definitely helped build our bond together you know because you know there was different things that we were going through growing up you know we lost our pops when we were young um just different problems that we were going through so it was it was hard for us a bit you know school got rough sometimes and like that's like music started being such a cool outlet to start, you know, just releasing those emotions and talking and rapping and putting it in song forms. Like mm -hmm. I'm so, it's so cool how it worked out where Bleezy got into like super got into music, you know, soon after I was doing freestyles and stuff with some of my friends, like I remember there was a time when, when Bleezy's homies were clowning on us and they were like, Oh, look at you guys trying mm -hmm. to rap and making your stupid little songs and stuff. <laughs> It was pretty funny, like, you know, at the time, it was like, it definitely was like, man, that's fucked up, guys. Like, you know, but it's like, it wasn't like super serious at the time. We're just having fun. But it, that, it's so crazy that it evolved from those days of rapping on tapes, you know, recording little things with the friends, like just going out back roads and smoking and recording on instrumentals that we downloaded online to Bleezy starting to get into wanting to all of a sudden make beats and like, and really like went all the way 100 with it. Like, it was crazy how like how much everything just went like we went into such music mode like out of high school and like once we got to meet up with reek daddy and like that's what really started our our whole music game our career was him giving us a chance to do music for real and putting out our first album and and him like really tripping on bleezy's beats and these are like way way throwback beats like <laughs> when bleezy was making shit on the acid program like some you know old school not nothing fancy but Bleezy was still making sick ass beats with that. Like even had Reek Daddy like, oh, what the fuck? Who made this? It was like Bleezy did like, oh shit, you got, you know. That's what it just it started this whole fire of just like yeah. us creating like Reek helping us create Mendo Dope, like giving us this name and like starting us, you know, actually putting out our first album and so much stuff that, that we learned along the way. But it's so cool that what it first came from of just having fun freestyling with friends to making a couple beats to all of a sudden it's full out. Like we're, we're making music. And it was like mm -hmm. year yeah. after year of just recording, trying to master our craft and then going out and, you know, long after that starting to really do concerts and traveling, but it just hardcore in the studio, lots, like just creating, just trying to master our craft. Mm -hmm. And what, uh, what year did you guys get started and how old were you at the time? um we like our first underground album came out in 2007 okay. like we just you know so for a bit before that we were recording in our closet some janky recordings and all yeah. the tapes and stuff Maybe. was back in like 2004 okay. something like that so yeah and then that, that was when you were uh, i was like 16 yeah uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. around 16 something like that when i was doing like freestyles and messing around with music maybe even like 15 possibly starting but yeah, somewhere around there. Good for you guys. I mean, just getting getting started young. That's that's the way to do yeah. that. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. Like, yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's crazy how how just like uh many hours that we have into it now uh, being started so young and stuff and mm -hmm. getting it and having the time too, because we just hung out and sold weed and smoked weed all day and hung out in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, we didn't have to do too much or just chilling at that time. We didn't have all kinds of bills and all kinds right. of stuff and we were we would trim we were like the fastest trimmers out here 
out west. Yeah, that was but, our so. <laughs> that, was, that was our occupation for a while before we nice. just did a real ganja farming ourselves and was like doing shit like that. We were tremors. Yeah. Right out of high school, started trimming tough, and we do like you know just twelve hour days, whenever however many days we wanted to go, and we we could do like three four pounds a day, get like six to eight hundred dollars a day. Nice. This music. <laughs> yeah, I remember like every year we did. I, I I was having a couple different jobs. Bleasy was working something, but Harvest would come around and I right, quit this job and it's time to just trim because we make way more money trimming. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. Work smarter, not harder. <laughs> so so going into the garden um in that year that you guys grew uh 25 plants and uh what was it, 618 pounds? Have oh, you yeah, guys, the, the, have the you guys course. taken that beyond that since? Uh, like uh weight you're saying weight wise yeah ratio wise yeah i mean you know that number was uh was the cops estimation so that you know that's wet that's what they estimate as wet here that would be wet okay. they're estimating okay. um so they yeah, harvest? yeah oh yeah it was right we had like uh seven plants picked maybe six or seven plants harvested that were drying in totes and then i think it was 19 plants that were in the field still and we we're just yeah. about to harvest like half the garden that day of like a bunch of the clones. Yeah. Yeah. That was the, it was super funny. But it, this year I'm just looking at my phone. I was just thinking about Daniel can keep talking while I find it, but we just, was, we're doing metric, you know, like crazy these days. And we just yeah. did, our, uh, we had our project power section of our garden where we had 20 plants this year and they were trees out there and, you know, we have to weigh everything wet. So when we did the wet weight off the 20 pounds, it was like, like 800 and, 70 something pounds or some shit off those 20 plants (laughs) (laughs) that's with the branch and everything all the we don't de-leaf or anything so that's everything but it's like the cops estimation kind of was pretty close for a wet weight really yeah (laughs) they didn't weigh shit that's for sure yeah they They weren't saying that shit went straight into a wood chipper and just motherfuckers besides what they took with them the totes of dry weed and different stuff that we already had down that was pre-picked you know yeah well, I was going to say about that, yeah, too, how it's like, you know, that police estimation of weight and such. But at that time, we had some trees for sure, but we've taken it definitely up a notch since then. Like, <laughs> yeah. The plant size that we that we that we get, like, just this last season, like, so a couple of the plants were fucking just ridiculous. It was like, God damn, how did we do this again? Like, this is fucking crazy. Yeah, and it's <laughs> like, this, and we're, we're trying not to, we had them in smaller pots when we transplanted them in the ground and we started the seeds. We didn't use any artificial light when we started the seeds. We did them all natural, and they still were just like incredibly huge. And it's it's just amazing, yeah. But yeah, yeah that that we yeah that garden was a uh, man, such a crazy garden. Right on, yeah. No, I was just curious, and and I know you know through the years you guys have taken the organic level to a whole new level of your own, and oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I wanted to give you a chance to kind of talk about that a little bit too with your your project uh with how you teach people um and what you're doing with those planters of the trees and those things Mm -hmm. no doubt for sure um i mean so what you know what we've been doing for a long time is just really trying to push and promote and educate people on like how fire of weed and how big you can grow without pumping any kind of bullshit chemicals and all this stuff we always always were trying to be strict on real natural organic clean kind of growing and over the years we've definitely you know since like that particular video like you're talking about that 2013 the raid video you know now we're on 10 years since that raid which that's what this whole big planters of the trees project is about for our part two you know this is a 10-year anniversary album this has been 10 years since we've been on youtube film and grow videos and documentaries of every single season every year that we've grown in different places that our home grows and it's always been about just showing you how we try to keep it simple and just clean we're just trying to be in tune with the plant and just really just break it down and work with nature and like learning these uh the no-till style like getting deeper into living soil growing has just opened our minds so much and it and it makes us realize how much we still don't know and how much we're learning all the time every year. But we're definitely trying to pass this knowledge on to everyone. And what a cool thing that we've been doing, you know, started starting last year was starting to do how to grow classes on the farm. So this year we wanted to kind of map it out where we have stuff set in stone for a few classes to give people time to prep for it. But 
you know, now that we're holding how to grow classes in person on the farm, it's a totally different experience for people to be, instead of just watching videos of this, you learn so much from it, but something that always helps me is hands-on me doing something or yeah. being right there with it. So giving people the opportunity to come out to the farm, our farm, you know, our actual farm, not just going to a random farm, but our place where we are doing our thing and to show you like on ground level, what we're doing, how we're doing it, when we're doing it. And just like inviting people into our, you know, our, our special place to, to just really try to give you guys the ultimate experience and just the most knowledge that we can to try to grow the best, the cleanest weed, just to, medicine, you know, that's our goal is to have clean, really good medicine at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So our goal is just natural, organic, um, and that's our mission, just to tr- spread it around the world. Yeah, it's it's like <clears throat> when we got raided on that that video that that you're talking about. That first one that we ever put up was like Subcool was coming over and filming. Uh, he filmed that year. It was before we ever got a camera and filmed our own garden. And then that year we got raided, and it was just for 25 plants. And the the cops here said that because they were too big that they they have to take them all now. And we we try to talk them into just letting us keep six, and they say no. You can only you once you go over and then you you know we're taking all of it. So then like after being cool with sub and then going through that the next year after we're like you know what screw it we're just gonna do six plants then and we're just gonna film it all now like sub does and we're just gonna go crazy and but like what what all we knew what to do was film wise was just like show what we were doing you know throughout the year so we just turned it into a how to grow thing right out right away and just showed our six plants and. It was just <clears throat> super crazy to just do it. As so many people out here were tripping on us for filming, but we didn't have to worry about getting in trouble because we're doing six plants now or not. Yeah, we already got busted. And they told us what we could do legally. So, all right, we're going to blast it. Yeah. Legal. There um, you go. <laughs> evolved and ended up being what it is now. And then like uh, over the years, Frenchie would do the hash classes. And that was like the coolest thing ever, we thought. And, mm-hmm. uh, and now just like uh, having a farm, that we have that's actually a mental dope farm and our partner's really cool and uh we can actually do this opportunity to bring you know random strangers right to our farm which has always been the craziest thing ever it's like it always sounded like a cool idea to like do things like this but not on our farm you know what i mean it's right um but it's just like it's a very private location um it's very chill with the with the homie cody that owns it and um it's it's works out perfect to for like just to to finally do it it's super cool and everyone that's been to the classes the first time you know getting everyone driving up there and getting dropped off was like oh crap we got 20 people just random people (laughs) right and it was so weird but then everyone was so chill and everyone was like you know all one of us we're all so similar and yeah it's like as soon as everyone hopped out the car and started walking up it was like so much smiles, so much good energy. It was just like, they weren't random people. It was like, we already know these people. We're connected with them. Like, these are our folks right here. So it was like, mm-hmm. instantly yeah. so chill. And like, it was it was really awesome. Everyone had a, had a blast. Like, really awesome. a great experience for people. Yeah. Um, and what we didn't, uh, you know, expect was like, it's, it's not as, uh, it's as, like, it's so relaxed. The whole class feel. It's not like we have to be up there drilling people like science teachers or college teachers we're all like popping off together going over our stuff and then we all get chances to smoke all over the place and we walk around through the garden all together and there's lots of just unlimited questions any question that people have is just we go over it and it's like really laid back and relaxed more than i expected it was going to be which is like really cool and makes us want to do a lot more of them Mm -hmm. yeah well again a testament to the plant and the culture we're we're open-minded people and we're open-minded because of this plant. It allows us to think, you know, yeah, and the contrary so. of the demonized thought process that it deteriorates our brains. <laughs> so. Mm, so true. Yep. Yeah. So do you guys have multiple strains out there now or yeah. What's your count? Yeah, we have, we have a lot. Yeah. I don't know the exact count, I okay. guess, of how many strains that we've made ourselves now um but it's like i don't know it's up there yeah maybe 20 something uh we've just been messing around making our own strains Mm -hmm. only kind of recently we've always just watched sub and 
and uh like heroes of the farm and other breeders north star and all them mm-hmm. make strains and we would just make our music and they would make strains and it was so cool to see but we never really wanted to do it until after kind of like sub the last year we were working with sub before he died he was wanted us to make a strain and then after him passing it makes us really want to just keep making strains more after we did the first one we got hooked too it's like so fun to think about what you can make and then get the seed and then start a little bit of them and then see what you did and then when it's nice and you you're kind of like really picky on yourself but when it's nice you're so happy and it's so special yeah it's really awesome to be able to create your own babies and like (laughs) yeah Yeah, so like this and this year with the farm, we 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 our whole life we always grow too many strains. Like uh we don't ever just stick to one and we don't have just a few. We've never been like good at like making packs for sale. We always want to smoke everything. Variety. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta try it out. (laughs) Yeah. So this year we know like with the times being tough and the legal market and then the metric and the testing and how how this flow is we were trying to our as much as we can to not grow so many strains so this year we just did like seven strains on the farm which is okay. like super hard for us to even cut it down to seven <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm sure yeah so then um what are there certain strains or are, are all of your strains available to everybody or do you just have particular ones um we we have a mostly everything available there is certain keepers that we have to, that are like our personal stuff but yeah. A lot of stuff that we everything we grew this year was all stuff that's available for everyone. Um, so which is really cool. And it's like another thing of why seeds were all like so many people wanted to get seeds from us throughout all the years or from all our videos and now having our own seeds and being able to sh- to grow them and like really promote them like that and show what the potential is of like our genetics is really cool. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's really and well, I know for, for a grower for me you know, four or five years ago, bumping your music for the first time in my grow around 72 plants and thinking, man, what did, how cool it would be to grow, you know, around these guys, with these guys, maybe one of their strains, whatever. And then, you know, now I'm sitting on some packs. I'm still waiting. I'm going to pop them this year. I'm going to do them outside. Nice. nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is super but Yeah, cool. it's, it's, it's enthralling and, and you guys are, uh, you know, inspirational. So I definitely really appreciate everything so yeah for sure thank you and yeah it's it's like strain real breeders that go really serious i've been doing this for years there's it's so technical it's so cool and it's just like a like with really like living soil and like the science of it it's unlimited Mm -hmm. stuff to learn the Mm -hmm. way that that people are and and breeding is insane so it's worse and uh we're just like super stoked to be making just you know our first rounds and f1s and there's super hitters coming out of them and just fun to have f1s we've always thought like how sub liked it to have a a pheno hunt not just to have a pack of seeds that everything's going to be the same because mm-hmm. you might as well get a clone if you want everything to be the same yeah with seeds the variety and finding your particular winner is the coolest part about it for us yeah so then does caring for the plant change per plant uh the per strain well yeah yeah like yeah. what it needs kind of mm-hmm. yeah yeah for sure it does yeah uh-huh other strains some certain strains are definitely vary a lot more than others a lot are kind of you can definitely get by on the close to the same thing but some tend to get a little more hungry or a little more uh maybe uh not as strong and don't like as much they like to be kind of chilled back and do their thing a little bit yeah Mm -hmm. nutrient wise there's there's one that we have right now in our mother room that's pretty yellow and it's like what are you doing you're the only one in here that's like not (laughs) happy yet you're such a hungry little girl That's interesting. Yeah, I, I'm, I mean, is there like more light on it, or can you? Uh, it's just like I don't know. It's something about the the pheno itself and that particular plant is just needs more nitrogen or it needs more whatever it needs. It's like uh, most of the time it seems like uh, more of them are nitrogen hungry or something. Yeah, you feeling feisty. And I think a lot of growers hunt and find try and find strains that you know kind of have that happy medium because I've hey, I've chased those in my garden too where I have my whole garden running to my schedule but this other table this one table of whatever the fuck just needs more like she's just costing like, <laughs> yeah. <pushing> me more <laughs> you know and it's yes. like, wow, like there's so much inputs and in you like but you're taking them and you're wanting them and uh-huh. it's yeah it's weird. 
it is. is. It's weird. And if you were on it, like get real mathematical with it, there's so much math to do on what you're feeding it, like what to keep a strain. Like if you wanted to say, I want to keep this plant because it doesn't need as much nudes and it still yields as much and it doesn't have a lot of leaf and it's real easy to debranch and it's this and that. There's so many variables. Yeah. yeah. You guys obviously have been playing around with this since back in the day, but how long did you, it take you to really grasp the whole process? Was it a lot of trial and error at first? Uh, uh, of like growing yeah. in general or? Yeah. Or yeah. Yeah. yeah growing. Growing, we, I mean, we semi, we kind of picked it up maybe faster than some, but like the people we were trimming for were growing trees too. I think, uh, you know, if we really okay. think yeah. about it, they were like real good growers and we trimmed for with them for like three or four years straight and we're just you know, hang out all day and talk to them about stuff, watch, like go in the garden and see what they're doing kind of. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. that kind of got us to jump started. But after like growing a couple at our mom's house and getting our own house and pretty much failed, I guess, the first year at our own spot. And then after that, which would be like 2012, we really like got it locked in. Was your but mom we- on board? What's up? Yeah. Oh, so it was, it was your mom on board? <laughs> you know, it was funny because at, at first she wasn't on board. You know, we, we, the very first plant that we got away with in the backyard, we got very lucky with. Like there used to be this overgrown, like a, a a lattice kind of thing in the backyard. All these vines would grow over, and there was a hanging pot. It was a pretty big, like oval pot that was hanging plants or flowers in it. Uh, one of the we were smoking something, found a seed out of it from uh, some special fire ass thing from a club weed, yeah. And we just put it up in the top uh, fl- flower pot in the backyard, you know, just for fun. It was our first one, see if it would actually pop or something. And it actually did come up. And I don't know. I think our mom was like cleaning stuff up, getting ready for the season, you know, to plant everything. <laughs> and she ended up seeing it and we and we convinced her into letting us keep it. So we had that in the backyard where we kept it in that pot and we slid it to the back. And that was our very first plant. And then the next year we talked her into letting us do maybe like two or three plants. Yeah, maybe three. And then the next uh-huh. year we talked her into letting us take on like half the vegetable garden, which is <laughs> going way too big. And it was like over the fence and it was like, took up so much. She was like, all right, this has gone too far now. <laughs> You're like, mom, this is going to make us money though, compared to your tomatoes. So. <laughs> Come like, on. I like it. it looks good. Yeah. yeah. I'm not a smoker at all, you know, but she loves the the look of the flowers and the smell of some of them. Definitely. But um, yeah. yeah. She was down with it. It was know? cool how her quick she kind of evolved from like us, especially me, you know, being older in high school and like, you know, got in trouble with weed and would bring weed home and got busted at the house with weed a couple times and smoking in the house. She was so mad, so mad the first times getting busted. And then now it's so funny that we just, she'll be in the garage smoking her cigarette while we're like at dinner or whatever with her and we'll smoke in our blunt and we're just hanging out talking. It's like so normal. Yeah. So nothing. It's hell, it's really <laughs> cool. Yeah. Our mom, our mom is a 100% Mendo doper. She supports us fully. Yeah. That's awesome. Do you guys have other products that are available to people other than just the flower itself? Um, we like, we do have our, the other, I mean, besides the, the one drop of the, the hash rosin that we dropped with heritage this year from the farm. Yeah. The one that, yeah. With that, yeah. That fungi, that fungi has got right there. (laughs) First first success. It's like our most successful hash collab we've ever done since it went legal in 2018. Really? There's, it's not easy to, for this legal system, uh, for the farmer to like make extracts and, and get things in return and get things to happen fast and to like get it in the shelves and packaged on, on like the way that heritage did it. It's super cool. It's heritage. Right. Well, and you're, you guys are competing with, um, you know, you're coming from that grassroots level and that place and you're competing with the Wiz Khalifa's and the Snoop dogs and the, all those people that can do that shit edit just no problem you know yeah exactly that's not not a fair uh advantage you're definitely at a disadvantage but i'm gonna tell you you're at an advantage when you put this (laughs) to anybody especially cookies fuck cookies yeah the 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 flavor on that heady is so freaking deep it's so full you could tell like there's a different level to the to like living soil and sun grown of the fullness and like and the lasting high and even just the way that that gram will last like you would have a stuff made from something less bottle nutrient style grown like really beat up before it got washed and everything that's just going to degrade so fast like 
those grams mm -hmm. and that flower of the style of growing like this is just it's so good and you could tell yeah, it's, it literally, you can almost taste California sun in this shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's Delicious. up. It's so cool that you got that, man. It's such a cool, it's like, it was really hard last year with the breakup with Green Shock. It was like, we had things going real good for a long time. And then all in one year, it all fell apart. And uh, like starting this year was very interesting. We did not know how this was going to turn out because it is the hardest time ever to survive in the legal market as a farmer. And as yeah. like a small farmer in Mendo, Mendo, the county is screwed up so hard when it comes to the permitting and, and the fees involved with everything. Yeah. So uh, we, we definitely want to give a big shout out to our brother, Cody, our partner up on the farm who, uh, you know, helped keep us alive this year and keep our brand going in flower form in this weed game. Like, because no matter what, regardless, we're always going to be growing our personal, doing our thing, always going to be doing music. But to stay alive in this legal market and try to keep our brand alive next to these fucking bullshit corporate companies that are, you know, put able to put in millions of dollars and do the shit that we're out here struggling trying to just and it's, stay alive. It's so noticeable how they just like it doesn't take more than three or four years like they've done to to lose money when everyone else can't lose that much money. You know, what I mean, they purposely have undercut everyone to lose to they had a loss margin so huge compared to anyone out that's been in the game. There's very, yeah. very few people that have been in the game that have saved enough money or or bought enough land and, and infrastructure to keep up with that shit, especially in the hills. Like in the city, it's so much different in the city. Like just like us with this garden, like out here in the Mendo and in these small farms, you can't cut a tree down. You can't grade nothing. You can't do nothing to your land. In the city, it's already been graded. All the trees have been chopped. Everything's turned into such a city. They skipped all that days ago, all these regulations that we want to be like in the mountains with trees around us and like live in the land kind of like they hold they hold us back so hard. It's so insane mm. to see. It's so crazy. It's it's set up for yeah. so much. There's like 80 percent of the people out here are done, dude. It's mm -hmm. it's so crazy to see. It's so sad that yeah. as soon as it went legal and this whole possibility to make like real money is just like just what everyone's just washing out it's so hard so it's like impossible it's impossible yeah. and just like here in michigan um whatever entities have come in here i would be willing to bet that there's corporate companies that's come into this state have lost half a million i would venture to say half a billion dollars mm -hmm. and they're doing it on purpose yeah just to ride the bitch out until they horse whip the whole system enough that they they're lone survivor yep yep yeah. And exactly. it's, it's so crazy to see. And we we knew that, you know, everyone talked, we, we knew people talking about that's uh, their techniques and how they do things. And we, we see and it, how like, they're coming. They're coming. There's going to be some time. And then, yeah, well, the time is here. They're here and they're fucking working on. <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah. like, it's uh, with this year, <clears throat> like being in our own farm and having full control and having the mental dope brand, like be the main focus on this whole grow and keeping it at a small farm of the 10,000 square feet. It's like, uh, you know, we, we really want this to, to just like a small farm that's successful. We don't have to make a million dollars. We just want to get like good weed out to people. And we see that, that like, <clears throat> because of the way things are and there's not that much farms left that, that if you can survive that there is light at the end of the tunnel to be like, you know, an established uh, brand and established farm that, that actually can be profitable. And it's like, it is weeding out a lot of people that aren't kind of supposed to be in the game too, but it, it just is, it's weeding it to the, to the corporate big government, big dogs at the yeah. same time. Yeah. And that's where we got to accentuate our, our entrepreneurs and our caregivers and the people that hold the essence of the plant uh, to their heart and want a chance in this in this field you know yeah yeah um, and weed will like we, like you said with the weed is what gets us to open our mind and gets us to do things so like these companies only have the the rookies you know all the new smokers that they could get to and that's how they've done with the legalization being fast you know being recent they capitalize on these first couple of years and it looks like you know real tough but then everyone starts to learn and they get gamed up and they don't want to buy this weed no more and the more that we all know from us our experience and being in it so long and can teach people and promote it that uh you know if no one buys their stuff they're done for it's not it doesn't make sense how 
it's so easy to just not buy it it's just yeah. don't buy it and they're done and like still they can't last forever you know what i mean that can't just keep losing money for another four years but right um, it's crazy to see the yeah it's, it's really oh, i think you like know. With alcohol they can trick everyone with cigarettes they could trick everyone but with weed it, it just takes a couple of years for you to not be tricked by what you're buying and what you're smoking right but luckily we have guys like mendo dope out there spitting speed lyrical. It. yeah speed it along we got to get to more of these rookies <laughs> more of these new smoke <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. like the people like us that are all gamed up and have been smoking they're not the ones that are going to keep us alive in the clubs you know what i mean they're not the ones buying our weed they got weed they grow it themselves they grow fire and uh so it's like we need the, the new people you know what i mean we need to keep reaching these new people to to get them on some good stuff you know fast before they don't think weed's as good as it really is that's the other thing there's so many people that smoke this stuff and they're like oh weed's not even like right, that is, cool it's not black yeah. i don't know why people like it so much it's like yeah because you smoked yeah. the wrong thing yeah, you're smoking some black ass <laughs> chemical weed you don't yeah. know this it's so harsh right how do you guys smoke it it's so harsh <laughs> yeah, not everything's like that it's, so crazy yeah Wait, so how do you guys distribute your stuff do you have like a provisioning center or are you distribute to other provisioning centers or how yeah, yeah the way that the whole legal thing set up is like the farm the farm can't uh can't distribute them distribute or package or get even get it tested really unless you got a license so the, yeah you have to have that distribution license so you know people have all all of the licenses that have all enough money but um with just having a farm permit, then you have a distributor who will do all that packaging and then the drop-offs to the actual retail clubs. Okay. So right now we have a new one since we started brand new and it's looking like it's like very simple, very easy to work with. Um, so they're going to be like doing all of our, they did all of our trimming and we're getting it all finished packaged uh, this week. And then next week we'll have our first drops going out to all the stores in California that are ready to get it. And then we just, yeah, to start starting at zero again, getting it back on the shelves. Is it only available in California, or is it? It is, States? unless you're like Rick and you got. That's yeah, why I was like wondering. You know there. someone in California <laughs> that can share with you. You got to know some cowboys here and there. Yeah, just gotta ah, have okay, someone okay. that likes to share. Yeah, that's all you need. Right on. Uh huh. Yeah, at the moment, yeah, we're we're stuck in in Cali. Yeah, and that's okay. the main problem that California faces too, because. California for like the whole scheme of weed in general, we sold weed to the world, you know, like Emerald Triangle alone supplied like 80% of the whole United States fucking weed. And then now as legalizations changed for these last however many years since, uh, you know, Colorado and us went legal and everywhere else legal. Now there's not nearly as much people getting weed from Cali. They go get it <clears throat> places closer to them. So it's um, like being stuck, like having it the way it is now and being stuck where we can only sell in Cali legally, not sell it to anywhere else. You know, that's doesn't help either. <laughs> like, right. It sounds like, yeah, it's a difficult process to have to go through. Yeah, it's for sure set up, set up for failure the way they do it. It's that they, okay. they did not set it up. They, they, the way that we had it, you know, with uh, 215, um and the medical thing and the way that it seems like yeah like like you guys have had it rick and michigan stuff and what you're fighting for so much was the way to do it you know what i mean like small farms lots of them all producing different stuff all being able to move freely sell their product as they want it's not hard for us to just get it tested you know do all the stuff a distributor does do all the stuff a club does just do it yeah. ourselves well and i as a grower in is it uh, active caregiver when I'm making or creating or growing a particular strain, I want to do numerous tests on its output. So I know exactly when I tell my patient that it has this much terping value, that I'm correct on that, that I'm not just saying that. Um, yeah, because it's those, impossible to know. Yeah, without the without test. The testing, you're just kind of guessing. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. And the test is important for lots of these people's chemical growers, you know what I mean? So like, you know the test is super important and it's like there's ways to make it to where we could do it ourselves, and we could still follow the rules that they need for health and you know everything that's really cool 
I really dig the fact that you guys try to go the like the completely organic route in general, just because I mean, when you think about so much crap out there in the world, like just our food, for example, and yeah. all the mm-hmm. preservatives and all the other nonsense that's sprayed across it, you like don't know what you're getting. You don't know what you're always putting into your body. And especially when it comes to something that I am smoking, I want to know that it's going to be good for or better for me. That is, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's uh, yeah, that's what's it's crazy enough, you know, eating something yeah. let your stomach digested but inhaling it yeah and smoking it's totally even more uh, critical um yeah it's funny like it's i don't know why anyone's still not doing organic even indoors like you could do organic it's like there's only certain things that are more of a pain and once you get used to them and do them it's overweighs everything with bottle newts and liquid newts yeah <clears throat> So do you think, or, or it, I hope this isn't exactly happening, but do you think when it comes to weed that it's going to become like big corporation types of situations one day that they are going to take over like the food industry is the way it is? They're gonna, they're gonna it worries me. They're going to take what they can of it, but they ain't going to take the, take it from us. I guarantee yeah. you. Exactly. Yeah. They they're, will. They're going to have get, that for sure. Get a piece of um, it. They're going to have their spot where they're at for sure, but they're never going to take the real shit away. Yeah. Cigarette style weed. Yeah. Monsanto right. or Marlboro. And we'll always stand above it because the quality hands down, just it's, it's obvious. It's, it's so yeah. obvious. Yeah. So obvious to a, someone who just like barely starting to learn what the difference is. You could, you could teach someone the first time they smoke what the difference is side by side. That's why we take, we'll take the Pepsi challenge with any of these companies. Oh yeah. Any <laughs> day. Yeah. Blindfold that test and tell me yeah. Yeah, which one you like. Yeah. And that's why, like, that's why we love teaching people like the way we grow so much. Like, is, you know, everyone has their style of growing and there's all kind of great ways of growing, but like, we just like to bring people in on the way we do it, how we like to grow and the stuff that we like to put into our body like you're saying like we we grow our flowers and we know exactly what we're getting when we're smoking it Mm -hmm. and it's like even for people that aren't smoking our flowers but when we teach them the way that we're growing and like the feedback that we get from people and i'm talking like all around the world like from crazy long distance places way across the globe that people reach out to us and they're like man you i i learned so much from your guys's videos and i do this and i've done this like i had such a better crop i got way more yield it's way better it's it's like helping my family that stuff is so um so much more rewarding for us than like even them just even though it's really rewarding when people smoke our flower and they're like oh my god this is so nice it tastes so good but to teach them how to do it and them to see that big of a difference in their own grow like that's what we're all about people being able to grow your own and have something that you love so much that you know what you did you enjoy it. You really have that passion for it and not have to go out and get tricked or have it be in a situation where you have to get the Marlboro fucking weed or whatever. Bullshit. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. like so that's the, yeah. it's best to keep teaching and keep on spreading it to just help everyone just enjoy what this weed is supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I was like, I just picture it almost in shops, like how their CBD oil advert, like, you know, at just some random local store that you're like, why is it here? Why isn't it? I don't trust this product. <laughs> like at yeah, the gas the, station. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. The checkout aisles at Safeway. Yeah, they got all kinds of stuff now. It's like, damn, yeah. who grew who's growing this? Who grew this to start with this product? Who was the first person? Like what where was this grown at? <laughs> where did this come from? That's what's crazy yeah. about us too. And we've like what like uh you know, we've talked about and what we hope is like people get to see when they when the way we do our videos and showing our garden is you see exactly what's going on so where when you buy the weed like it's going to be so much more special to see it grown and to know how what went into it so many people would never show you their grow they would never let you in their doors and show you their nutrients they would never show you their techniques of harvesting they don't want you to see none of that stuff it's so funny like and that's what we hope like in the long run it like our brand is like, it's such a built brand of trust. And like, people know what they're getting because they see it on the, showing you, yeah. the whole time. It's not like you didn't see it. Like, and, and then eventually like what there's been a couple of people talking about, like when you can't sell out of state and you do online sales, like you could have like, you know, show your garden and people could pre-purchase stuff. So like, Oh, I got this plant number 42 over here in the corner. Is this one's, you know, everything's available. So people around the world one day could be like, Oh, I want, that plant in the shade over there and i want that way that i like the way you did that plant this year i want to get that plant from you like think how cool that would be a, a yeah. strength plant specific i want 
a piece of this one because I like the way it looked in the video or whatever. It caught my eye. <laughs> yeah. Now I want to try it. Yeah. Now that will be. And plants will do that too. They'll catch your eye like like a like a sharp dressed yeah. lady in a room. <laughs> they will. Yeah, they oh do. yeah. There's always those ones that are like, "What is she doing over there?" <laughs> yeah. 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 There was three dime pieces this year that we were like, "Oh my god." <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> you guys talk to them talk to oh them yeah once. we talked to him all the yeah time. that's yeah, yeah you we, got it right yeah, <laughs> we were happy to be able to record a, uh, at least a few songs in the garden this last season you know one of them being the new single that we just dropped the i doubt it song we got to record it's that out in the garden um under the canopy of heady ogs you know like yeah i mean it's so like listen to that song and think that shit was recorded outside. It's, it's like it doesn't even make sense. The song don't sound any different than than a lot of. We're not at like a the top, not like yeah, mainstream level of like chains producing fucking, or uh, the sound of music or whatever. But it's like, right, but to think, right, but to think that you were done that under a canopy of it's insane leaves, mm -hmm. you know, that we're working <laughs> sound barrier. That's yep. it. It's almost it's. It's fucking genius it's just yeah. awesome and what's crazy is like this solar setup at this place wasn't even like it's not set up that good so we had to use a generator so like we had to even have like a in the very background of the vocals there's a little generator a little but you can't tell once it's all mixed and everything's all nice. EQ'd and it's all on the track you can't really i love it it's like it's you know it's even like more of the the, the weird the real mountain weed culture infused into the music where it's like you know cats like us we've been on you know people running off generators all the time it's like, so yeah. it's just a little bit in there where it's like hey that's like it's like it's a feeling deep inside you get you don't even hear it but it's there and it's like mm -hmm. yeah so curious well, though i was just i was just wondering once you started recording out by the plants did you feel like they they got even bigger and stronger and more beautiful because you're singing to them you're making music for them yeah we talked about the our season uh season two album that we did we had the studio set up on a grease monkey plant and it was a monster and it kept getting big it was such oh, a dang. monster and that was like and we recorded the vocals in the plant right next to it so like where i was at all the music was going mostly to this grease monkey plant and that plant we ended up doing um a solventless uh run uh, make it hash with mr bond for the emerald cup and at that time that was like 2016 or something and it was when the emerald cup was at its fiercest most craziest competitive mode there's so many uh people entering it was so cutthroat competition was savage and uh we got second place with third our place. Uh, third place yeah we got third place with our hash which was um so hard to do because the people that were in the solvent list and the hash was this company called third gen which would sweep every year so like to get even in the top three against them was insane and it was like it was the setup we had wasn't a super crazy setup for making the hash master mr bond did a super good job with very yeah. minimal stuff and for it to like get through the judges and for them to somehow think it was so special that it deserved to be up that high was was kind of like the CD kicking in. It was like, there was a lot of vibes. There was so much vibe. Tactical it didn't like vibes. even look, you know, as bright as other stuff because we let our stuff go a little full maturity and that's the way it was ran probably wasn't quite as as bright as third gen stuff. And it still was like up there was just the high, I think. And this the the flavor was so amazing. And mm -hmm. yeah, we talked about it before with Green Shock when we were growing with him. Like there's so many people would say when they smoke it, they feel happy and they feel good and it's like it's exactly how we feel the whole time we're growing it like it's like absorbing into the plant for you to smoke and get that same feeling yeah 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 and i'm sure like I, it would be cool like the way that we've been always done the cds is we record them at the end of the year so like we always like to capture it at the time when there's buds out there it's like the last couple weeks or you know month of flower say or whatever but if we were to start recording, say, like, beginning of the season and, like, be able to have enough time to record a song, like, every week in the garden or go that hard, <laughs> it would be really cool to see what the difference of the grow would be like that. <laughs> because we're yeah. so late on it. They're already done. They're just packing weight now. So we're just, like, yeah. enhancing that weight and <laughs> vibes into the resin glands and all this shit you know right. but, but yeah the music is steady playing in the garden though and yeah. it's so funny because we like we'll work for we've been going back to back on albums for a while so like we'll and then the live in the garden ones are even cooler because we'll make the garden 
the CD out and harvest. Then we, uh, you know, at the end of the year, then we harvest, we mix the album. And the next year while it's dropping is when we're starting to go in the garden again. So like all next year where the soundtracks, the previous years, you know, <laughs> songs we just made out. Right. In the garden. Mm -hmm. It's so trippy to go on that loop like that. It's really crazy. That is really sweet. So speaking of songs, yeah. we had a little side thing going. How'd you guys, uh, well, Blizia, how'd you come up with that beat? Or is that something that you, you had in your pocket? Yeah, I did. I've, I've been sitting on that beat. I don't know what year I made it. It's not like even the last year or two years ago. I think it's been a couple of years, maybe four, four or five years ago. I made that and well, I've been having it in a, I had it in a folder that we were like, we were talking about doing this album called Tales of a Doper. That's like a, like a book of our life almost, but we wanted to like wait on it. And so I like have this song I've had in that folder as like a, starting that folder off like a special hidden song that we're <laughs> like right, yeah let's get to this when we're ready this is a, this is a special one that's put over here and then as right soon on. as daniel told me about the song and that you and the vibe you wanted i was like let me go back and listen to that one i know there's one that's very deep or very like it's yeah. perfect and it was Dale's like, oh, yeah i like this one right away yeah <laughs> he started playing he was like so what what about this beat and i'm like what do you mean this be for what? Because I'm like, are we working on what are we working on right now? He's like, oh, the one for you know for Rick. I'm like, oh, I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm like, wait a second. I'm like, I like it. I'm nice. like, I already hear something. I'm like, I need to get this beat <laughs> and start going. Like, so yeah. it was. It's cool how that one. It's it's so weird how that randomly works out, man. Like certain songs that's happened before where there's been such cool ass beats that like for some reason like i somehow sometimes i can't even write to him i'm like i don't know what to do to it yet or i just can't figure yeah. it out so it's like let's throw it to the side and when the time's right it'll click right. or whatever and like listen to it again and well, that's when you know it's right you know and yeah. that's that's how i feel about the the track you know it, it it's right because it came to its fruition organically you know yeah it's it just came after again. all these years of us needing to get to michigan so long we've known that we got to get over there and then to finally get over there to meet everyone and meet you and it's like and then yeah it's like that song was it's to like, have that song made to be. before where it's, it's just like how all like it was all separate parts that we're building to this story that we didn't even know about yet until we we jumped into the page and then it's all uh, now it's coming together. And it's like, yep, well, this was supposed to be right here. It's aligning. Yeah. This was supposed to be here. Yeah. That's it's crazy. And dude. I really like that song. I really like it. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait. I was hoping I you liked it. I know it's not like a lot of people that are like, oh, I don't like it or whatever, but I was like, I hope he really likes it. Right. No, I agree, man. <laughs> I feel it. And what I was asking for, you guys can't you brought, you know, I was asking for something that I can develop or I can deliver on the capital steps you know if i if something comes up and rick fucking goes sets up on the capital steps for whatever fucking reason and i need a voice <laughs> i got this piece of you guys to to scream at adam with and yeah mm -hmm. i just really appreciate it hell yeah brother yeah we no. appreciate it too it's it's a, gonna be one to yeah we're always gonna remember it's like it's so cool that songs are forever you know even after we're all gone and it's like this it's gonna be forever that song's gonna be forever yeah and what's the name of the track? Do we want to tell them? That's why I wanted to yeah. wanted to know yeah, if we do. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if we're ready yet, but yeah, totally up to you guys. That song is called Deeper Roots. Okay. Yep, it's definitely, yeah. and it's a deep one. You know, that's what our goal with this one was, you know, to bring the real culture, to speak on some things, to, to put it on there, what we're about and what we're doing and why our roots are deeper and stronger yeah, well, than old, these corporations. Old is getting getting pretty good about getting a good deep emotion out of his bars and like really going deep. Yeah, like real, um, yeah, you get yeah, a lot of emotions you get from his voice and the way that he like raps it and, and what he's saying. Yeah, yeah, I really, I really dig the track. I, I was talking to Rick before you guys hopped on here, and I was like, "Woo!" They said, "Mr. Fun Guy." Did you? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "That's awesome." That's what's so funny for Jeldy too. He just like, "What do you want?" It's just like when we've done certain songs for people, just give me a list of what you want in the song, and you puzzle piece that in there. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There's no yeah. problem to get Fun Guy. <laughs> that was a must. <laughs> fun Guy was getting in there. I was at the very top of my list of notes, and it's like. Mr. Fun Guy. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, no, I love that the but the emotion in the lyrics, um, they they hit right to the track beat, you know. Yeah. So so that beat, uh it you know, 
is right there in your chest and then your lyrics you right there with it right at the same time so it's a great piece it's going to be a great thing for everybody to enjoy and it I'm is super excited yeah i can't wait till we figure out what's uh when we're going to let people hear this <laughs> <laughs> we get it worked out yep yeah where can people go to learn more about you guys like your music your farms you got socials all that stuff yeah we got all the socials and everything until as long as they don't delete us (laughs) (laughs) we're on uh, instagram mendo dope boys um all of our music is streaming on all the sites pandora spotify apple everything um you can come tap into our homepage at mendodopemusic.com uh, that's got all of our tour dates, our merchandise, music updates, um, you know, everything that you could find on us besides the all the other uh, social medias. And then also MendoDopeFarms.com. That's where you can get a little more deeper into the like the the farm side of things and really mm-hmm. where, where that's where we're going to be announcing where our product availability is. That's where you can actually go to find tickets for our how to grow class for this 2023 season. Um, we're going to be having real soon. We'll have kind of, we're wanting to do some cool merchandise that we're going to be having on both websites, but we might have some special stuff on like the farm site. So, um, we like to have people, you know, check out both spots. Besides that, we are on everything else and we're there. We're tapped in. Me and Bleezy are. Yeah, except for Twitter. Ones. We kind of stopped doing Twitter. That's oh, crazy. Twitter's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Elon made me want to do it more, though. The way he's doing his crazy stuff. I'm like, maybe yeah. I should try it again because he ain't going to delete us. Obviously, he ain't deleting us. Yeah, <laughs> that's, no, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but sorry, that's the only one. Do you guys know how many classes you're going to be offering this year? Yeah, we have our calendar. We just dropped. We're going to keep promoting it and putting it up all the time. Yeah, we'll be doing three classes this year. And then the end of the season, we're actually wanting to do something cool. And we're going to do like a VIP tasting party. So like uh, even smaller than the how to than the classes, we're going to limit this one to a smaller amount of people just to keep it really special. But just like for for people to come up and really see, get to dive in and, and get to look at everything and like all the final product the final flowers and it's going to be a blast like a lot of cool extra special things that we're going to be doing there like of course live entertainment and just it's going to be a really good time yeah we, awesome. we're going to bring out some special guests this year and we're going to do all kinds of cool different things it's so dope now that we've done it and we're like okay now what else can we like really get serious with this class <laughs> yeah well and i'm sure as time goes on you guys are going to continue to come up with more ways to like be interactive with your your people and everything it's really mm-hmm. awesome what you're doing yes thank you yeah thank you very much yeah we're definitely not stopping you know this is a big year for us 2023 this is like we're coming up on a decade of dope we said yeah like, we've been <laughs> nice. filming, going hard going hard on grow stuff filming all of our gardens we have so much cool content we have so much things in motion right now for this year like and, you know, one of the biggest things is Planters of the Trees Part 2. This is our 10-year anniversary album. It's just, it's going to be crazy. This is going to be a huge project. Like, we're so, so excited about this. We've been in the studio working really hard ever since Harvest was done. It's We've been studioing. And so I can't wait for everyone. Like, we're going to be releasing a single every month up to the mm-hmm. release date. So we're going to keep fresh music, new stuff coming. But we got a lot of work to do. And we're trying to get connected with some really cool people to hopefully bring even more dope things for the culture and really just make it happen. Planters of the trees too is it's, it's <laughs> <Yeah>. coming. <laughs> we look forward to next year, obviously. Well, this year, I guess we're, yeah, we're in it's it a new now. year. We're in so it. <laughs> we this, this next spring. Yeah. Um, and, you know, having you guys back out to Michigan, because you guys went all the way, just real quick, you guys went all the way to the East Coast this year as well, right? Yeah, yep, yeah, we did, yeah. Yeah good uh, yeah Florida, yeah getting that message spread across the nation is is a key element it is and for yes. sure and uh i mean just a real quick shout out to all the people out in michigan the fans our folks you know big cloud farms the team everybody out there especially you know fungi rick my brother mm-hmm. y'all steph everybody like we uh we appreciate everything so much it was such a blast coming out there the vibes are so strong the culture is fucking there and we can't wait to come back we look forward to it for sure Thank you. Michigan's got it. 
it's got a cool vibe. It really does when it, when it comes to especially the cannabis industry. I was kind of surprised because I, I had come from Chicago before and mm -hmm. Illinois is outrageous with prices. Uh, but Michigan, I just I feel like they got a great grasp on it all. Yeah, it does. It seems like it, it seems like the second Cali pretty much is what it, we've kind of came to think of. It. It's like this is like we never knew. We, yeah. we feeling because we had so yeah. many fans well, in Michigan. Well, if, you yeah. across, if you go across the map. You know, we're pretty much parallel, you know, yes, so we, right we're, to we're, us. Kind of hill, we're hillbillies and we got our wooded, <laughs> wooded hills and you guys got your wooded hills, but you got that pretty ass ocean next to you too. Oh, so yeah. yeah, yeah, it's, it's super cool out there, dude. Super cool. But yeah, man, thanks again. And yeah, I thank you guys. It's been great. To, uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, thank you guys for having us. I'm, I'm excited that we finally got it in and it's kicking yeah. off 2023. Right. You know, yeah. With the real shit, the real culture. Rick, yeah. my brother. Later. We'll talk soon. Talk soon. Thanks, guys. Right. Yeah, 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 man. Good to see ya. Yep, too. Hey, thanks so much for listening. If you want to keep up with us and check when we will release new episodes, feel free to follow us on our socials at To Be Completely Blunt Podcast. You can find me, Steph, on my socials at Steph on FM and Rick at Mr. Underscore F-U-N-G-I 420. And please make sure to hit that subscribe button. We'd really appreciate it. Highway Horticulture, paving the way for everything cannabis. Find out more at highwayhorticulture.com.